0: Welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast, the podcast where you will learn the secrets of living a happy and fulfilled life from people who live that way every day. I'm your host, Anna Ditchburn, and let's get started. Welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast, and today is going to be a very Very amazing conversation and very powerful one. And as my special guest, I have Johanna White. Johanna White is an award winning graphic designer and visual branding strategist who designs premium brand identities that create impactful first impressions. Johanna knows there is no limit to success. And she has proved it when a few years ago she opened up three companies within a year while battling a brain tumor. And while everyone else was telling her, Johanna, you have to quit working and go on social support so you can cover your medical bills, Johanna chose to do the opposite. So Johanna White, welcome to the happy on the inside.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I just
0: wanted to say thank you so much because for my listeners who don't know, you are behind all of the branding that people see, the brand design of my podcast cover, uh, of uh, my book cover that is coming soon. You helped me to identify my message. When I met you, I was doing hypnotherapy, I was doing coaching, I was telling my story about my childhood sexual abuse. And I honestly, I didn't know how to put everything together. And then you really helped me to find my authentic brand, my story, and then tell my story in a way that people resonate with that. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I'm just getting chills listening to it coming back because we've been having fun working on it and I was like, yeah, we did do that. And it is it's like watching a flower bloom. I love it. Thank you so so
0: much. But I wanted I wanted to talk about you today and your journey. And as I mentioned, you you decided to go forward and to go higher despite all the health challenges that you were going through. Do you remember when was the first time you decided for yourself, you know what, I'm not going to give up?
1: First, I just wanted to point out to your listeners and to myself that this year will be the 10th year anniversary of that decision. Um, it happened wow. in 2013. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations thank wow. you i just realized this yesterday while i was having lunch with my husband we we're like 10 years 10 years yeah yeah and so many moments of deciding and leaping have happened since then but yes i remember um exactly when the first one happened which was i had gone from everything in my life was normal safe certain and healthy, at least as far as I knew. Um, I was working in graphic design, but not doing full-on branding like I am now. I was working at a small agency. I was playing everything very like stay safe, stay mediocre, because I didn't want haters. I didn't want to have an opinion. I didn't want to be seen, which is really funny for an artist to not want to be seen. But all of those things played into the fact that I was still living in the same town I'd been born in still like working a dead-end job and definitely not having much impact on the world and um in that situation then my life was turned completely upside down overnight when I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and woke up with all of these symptoms like physical visible partial paralysis on my left side and um food coming out of my nose instead of going down my throat and things that were impossible to ignore, which then sent me to doctors' offices and neurosurgeons and getting MRIs and CAT scans and all of these things until they discovered that you have a brain tumor. And from that moment of discovery, which shocked me to the core because I'd been a good girl and done everything right as far as health goes. (laughs) And so I didn't see this coming. And it shocked me. And it was two weeks after that diagnosis that I um, decided, like, I spent two weeks kind of just feeling totally shaken, unmoored. I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to die? How long do I have? And the doctors just kept saying, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. The results were inconclusive on every test that they did including a brain biopsy like the results were still inconclusive and in that moment like it it takes me a little bit i get bad attitudes bad moods want to lick my wounds i want to cry i want to <laughs> give up and die but it was two weeks in then i looked around at the office i was working in and at the how much the work i was doing in that moment didn't matter to anyone there or to the clients that we were serving like it was so non (laughs) like what i was proofing ads before they went to press for errors like it was not impacting the world in a big way and i looked around and just went i'm not going out like this and if i don't know how much time i have left if suddenly my life has gone from predictable to completely unknown. I refused to die without at least knowing that I tried, without at least knowing that I gave my all. And so I I didn't have a this lot of options. This is so powerful.
0: This is so powerful because not many people realize these things.
1: <laughs> I didn't I feel blessed in a way that this happened to me. Um, because it certainly put my life on a new path where fear was no longer the deciding factor as it had been for most of my life. And I didn't have a lot of connections at that point. I didn't have a lot of options. So I did the only thing I knew how to do, which was quit my job, walk down the street and start knocking on business doors saying, Hey, I'm Johanna. I design stuff. Do you need stuff designed? (laughs) <laughs> like, just like this. Just like a little Mary Kay lady. <laughs> I went out and um started and filed my first LLC with like only eight hours of official work promised on the clock. Like <laughs> I had one potential client who said, We need a little bit of something done. And I was like, ah, yes, yeah, this is it. This is my sign. <laughs> and um yeah so that was the moment where suddenly i had nothing left to lose and everything that i thought was certain wasn't i was discovering the illusion of un- of certainty anyway you know you think you do all the things right and it will change some things um and instead it- you get hit with something completely unexpected anyway, and then you have to deal and yeah, so i I had plenty of moments after that where I still waffled, wavered, and went back into licking my wounds and I'm gonna give up, but each time then there would be another moment where I would say, "No, I didn't come this far, I'd only come this far like mm-hmm. you you read the part where I started three businesses um <laughs> the part that that i isn't in my bio is now 10 years later the only one still remaining is designed by joe i had to choose over the years to let the other ones go so that this one could thrive but the second one was started in another one of those moments more more physical related where my body wasn't doing what i wanted it to do and i was used to a strong body that i would work out and it would get muscles, and that would be my motivation for working out, and all of a sudden, I was in so much pain with pounding migraines, muscles that weren't working properly, a weak left side, choking, all these things, and I would try working out. It would hurt really bad, and it didn't seem to change anything. I wouldn't get muscles. Nothing would appear to be stronger. In fact, the muscles would deteriorate further, and that was very frustrating for me because I had always had this action equals this result and so i quit working out quit doing anything for a while this was maybe 2 or 3 months in where i just ha- had tried everything i knew to do physically to fix this and it wasn't working and i was like fine i'm going to sit on the couch and eat cheetos because what's the point of working out it's not that fun anyway uh if, <laughs> if my body is going to deteriorate no matter what i do and then i saw this pair of yoga pants that had a phrase on the leg and it said, I can, I will. And they were these really cool, like hot pink. They looked like robot legs, gear shifts everywhere. It was awesome. And I bought those pants and I laid them across my dresser. And every day that I didn't want to work out and I wanted to give up, I thought about it and I went, you know what? I'm just going to change the reason why I do it. The fact that I can move today is a gift and so if I can move I will no matter what the outcome is and who knows in two or three months I could be in a wheelchair and not moving anymore at all and so today I'm going to move because I can move and I switched from I work out so that I get muscles to I move because movement itself is a gift and if I can I will and that was the next like this is not how I'm going out. <laughs> I am going Love to go it. out as someone who uses everything they have for the gift that it is.
0: You know, you said one one very uh, impactful thing for me. You turn it you turn your journey, your brain tumor into the blessing rather than sitting and feeling pity for yourself. Um, but it's it's not easy when you're going through such challenges uh, and physically and emotionally as well. What was the turning point? Because I know you didn't go through the medical procedures. What was the turning point when you literally change your life, change your mindset, change your thinking?
1: Well, I don't know if there was one single turning point or if there was simply a series of pivots, I think it was probably more like, did you ever um, play with a toy called a spirograph? It, mm-hmm. it looks like little gears. You put a pin in it and you, you go like this and it makes these cool patterns and circles. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think looking back, my story and those moments were a bit like a spirograph where the, there seemed to be something happening. And then... I would pivot and there would be something better happening beneath the surface that wasn't visible. Um, Mm -hmm. You're correct in saying I did not go the medical route in so much as to say that the doctors could not help me. So I did not end up having surgery. Um, But I did try to pursue that route. But Mm -hmm. also at the same time, the wonderful thing that was spiraling beneath the surface was I had a really good friend of my family show up Back at the beginning, the day after I was diagnosed, my dad called him because they were best friends and they were in like a men's group together and he needed someone to talk to. And this man was a chiropractor Mm -hmm. and he had a very thriving practice. And he heard about this and he canceled his whole day, like 50 patients, just told his secretary to call them off. (laughs) He showed up on my porch with a brand new uh, little iPad mini, and it was preloaded with a Bible app, and every verse that he had ever found about healing saved and highlighted ready for me. And he handed it to me and he said, this is tools for the battle and we're going to fight. And then he challenged me and he said, Johanna, I've known you a really long time. You have talked your whole life about how you believe in God, you believe in healing and you believe in miracles, but you're not talking like it right now as you're telling me about what's going on Mm -hmm. and you're not acting like it as you're preparing to go out and tell everyone this terrible thing that's going on in your body. And so he challenged me and he said, before that happens, this is a chance to do it different and to actually do something about what you believe, to act like you believe what you said all those years ago. And that stung. I wanted to punch him. (laughs) Because here's this man. He didn't just get diagnosed with a brain tumor. And he is standing there yes. having the audacity yes. to tell me that it's time for me to think about uh yes. actually acting like I believe what I say. And that you know, for most people, I I may have dismissed it, but for this man, he had always shown up in love. He always, like, no matter what, I always knew he was there for me, especially this day, canceling everything, showing up. You can't not listen to someone who, you know, loves you to the core, <laughs> even if it's super hard. So I made no promises, but I told him like, I'll do my best. And he, and of course I had all of the excuses. What about everyone else that I know that said they believed in healing, but they didn't get healed? What about yeah. so-and-so and and they talked like they were going to be healed and they died. What about this? What about this time in my life? Like I got this cut on my arm and there's still a scar. <laughs> uh-huh. What about, what about? And he stopped me and he just said, you don't know their stories. You don't know what was truly in their heart. You know what maybe they said in public. You don't know what they did or said in private. And P.S., this is not their story. This is your story. And you have the chance to be the author of your own ending. And
0: he challenged
1: me so hard. And so, of course, at first I rejected it and went into the like, I'm going to lick my wounds, uh, all of this mode. But then I quickly realized that I didn't want that to be my story. And if there was any chance that just beginning to actually speak about what I believed could make a difference, no matter how crazy it made me look, I was willing to try. (laughs) Because what's the worst that, that could happen? I talk about how I'm being healed and then I'm not and I die and I everybody thinks I'm crazy but who cares i'm dead but what's the best that could happen i start talking about how i'm being healed instead of talking about how i'm sick and it actually works and my body listens and i get healed and then what like <laughs> it's worth it it's worth looking sounding like a crazy person saying i'm being healed when everyone's like but i just heard you got uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it was <clears throat> that was a huge pivotal moment that then played under the surface through the whole journey. So in the medical side of things from start to finish, it was about two and a half years of me going to different surgeons and them saying, maybe I can help. No, maybe I can't try the next guy. Mm -hmm. And I kept going to them, even though under the surface, I was doing what I'd been challenged to do. And I was speaking that I am healed and I was saying it to myself and I was saying it to others. And I was like, Listening to every input that I could. This is key, whether it's health, business, life, something you want to change. Like, I realized halfway in that the fear made the symptoms double when it hit me. Like, when I would become anxious and afraid, the symptoms would go from choking some to Mm -hmm. passed out on the bathroom floor. And so I started to see how much fear played a factor. And I didn't know if I could yet change the tumor, but I knew I could do something about the fear. Mm -hmm. So I started to read every one of those verses that he gave me out loud to myself, to other people. I would have other people read them to me. I recorded them. I played them while I slept. I listened to every sermon I could find about healing and I didn't care who preached it or what I, how much I aligned with anything else they said or believed. Mm -hmm. I just chose that this piece of their faith, I was going to borrow. And I would put it into headphones and let it play while I was working because I needed something to drown out the voice in my own head that was fear and death and, and all of these things. And so I was doing that under the surface while I was still being a scaredy cat and going to doctors (laughs) and, you know, trying to, uh, get healing any way that I could. I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm still going to the doctors. And the crazy thing was, I started to get better and better and better. Within the first 6 months of diagnosis, my symptoms started <laughs> to go away. Even though the atrophied muscles and the like paralyzed vocal cords and things, the doctor said that's nerve damage and it's permanent now. So even if we remove the tumor, those things will most likely remain. Well, I started Standing in what I believed, speaking it out to the tune of listening to nothing else, taking no one else's um, words, just that. And I started getting better and better and better. And by that very first six-month MRI appointment with the like, second surgeon, my body was almost completely back to normal. Wow. And I went into that appointment so excited and maybe what I should have done was not go to that appointment at all Hmm. and just trust that I am healed. I can Mm -hmm. see it. It's happening. It's done. I don't need any proof, but I wanted proof. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted after six months of uncertainty to grasp at something certain. And so I went back because I wanted to be able to see on paper that what I knew to be true was true. And they did that 6 month mri and they said hmm, we're not really sure we used a different machine it's a different hospital but it's either the same size or bigger and so here's like the next five symptoms you're probably going to get by the way just to warn you just to you know help you be prepared and and i walked into that appointment full of faith with my body reflecting that it mm-hmm. was truly Become like all of my physical symptoms had faded away, minus like a little bit of choking and a little bit of headache. still. So. and I left that appointment with my faith just crushed, cried all the way home, and woke up the next day with all of my symptoms back, plus some new ones. And that is when I realized just how truly powerful our mind is, both mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. But I was much more practiced at using it for the negative. I was much more used to caving into fear, to taking someone else's word as the last word, to taking the doctor's word as the last word, to taking someone else's advice over trusting my heart and what I knew to be true, and to trusting anything I could see in the world over what I felt like God was doing in my life. Like I put myself and my trust dead last and paid for that by receiving then back all of the bad things. And that moment you could say in this spiral graph of a story (laughs) was Mm -hmm. one of the absolute biggest pivots, like realizing how much power fear truly had over my life in very physical ways. And that was a pivot where I said, I don't know what I can do about the tumor for sure, but I can certainly do something about this fear. That is when I got extra intentional about the inputs and drowning it. And it is also when I started asking myself what I was really afraid of, Mm. because I thought I was afraid of dying. And what can you do about that? Like we're all going to die someday. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) but then I realized, like, I'm I wasn't afraid of dying. I believe in God. I believe in heaven. I believe that there's an amazing life after this one. But what I was afraid of under that layer was I was afraid of losing my quality of life, like of living, but in a wheelchair or on a feeding tube or any of the things the doctors had said could happen. And then if that happened, I would no longer be happy because um, my happiness at that time came from the ability to dance and run and swim and ride my horse mm-hmm. and do acro yoga and i thought that that is where i got my joy was the ability to do these things and and that was also my identity and strength and movement and without it i would be no one nothing and i would not be happy and so that is what terrified me but then i realized as i leaned into that over the next few days and i was in so much pain but i could still find moments of joy just you know because i was around someone that i loved or the sun shone or just that i was still breathing <laughs> then i realized that i could choose joy no matter what my circumstances were and when that clicked i realized that i didn't have anything left to fear and that Joy, it, like being able to choose joy, was the antidote to all of that uncertainty that had been plaguing the whole journey for me. So, that is probably like pinned at the top as one of the biggest pivots that now affects everything I still do today, and is one of possibly the biggest things that your audience will be able to you know, relate to and lean into, no matter what the trial, if you can choose joy, then there's nothing left to fear. And when the fear is gone, you can do so much more about your circumstances. <laughs> you can do so much so more true. about changing your life when the fear is gone.
0: That's so true. You know, as a human beings, we tend to go uh, more into the negative sides to protect ourselves. But yeah. you are you are so right. You are a powerful creator and it's up to you what choice you make. You can choose joy and happiness or you can choose sadness and fear. You know, Johanna, sometimes we need some really huge events happening in our life for us to be able to finally make a decision. You know what? I have nothing to lose anymore. I'm going to try. For those who want to start their business or move to another country or, you know, start creating a bigger impact in this life, what would be your best advice for those people to to ensure that they achieve better success and they get what they want in their life?
1: Without having to have a brain tumor or breast cancer or... <laughs> yes someone to without, do so because... <laughs> without without going the extreme
0: extreme yeah yes challenges
1: so i would say that one of the first things they they should do or could do is sit down with a journal and ask themselves what would happen if nothing at all changed in their life in the next 10 years mm. And really look at that because it it doesn't sound like the worst thing at first, but if you picture your life and everything, it could be in 10 years, The, the dream amount of impact, the dream people that you're connected to, the dream home, the dream, like whatever you feel that you were made for. And you really picture that. And then you take it away and come back to now and say, but if none of that happens, if absolutely nothing changes, you start to realize that one of our greatest gifts as humans is expansion and growth. And without that, it feels like the biggest loss in the world. And so really just letting ourselves start to sit down and, or stand up or take a walk around the block. (laughs) I don't care, you don't have to sit. That's not part of the trip. But just realizing, like, what would happen if nothing changes? And that itself becomes a huge, like, motivation mm-hmm. into into going. And then, then the next thing is, like, I used to struggle with motivation at all. Clearly, it took something very large to push mm-hmm. me out of my comfort zone or to be stronger than the fear. That is not uncommon. And that is, like, it's not your fault. You're human, and we all struggle with motivation at different times based on different things that are happening. And that's okay. You can borrow somebody else's, just like I borrowed somebody else's faith, and you can do that too. You can also borrow motivation. Like there is so much more available today than there was 10 years ago when I was dealing with this. As far as um, coaches, mentors, motivational speakers, just get on Instagram or TikTok and follow mel robbins and three other people and you you will have a start like something trickling in that will start to light that fire of what is possible seeing what's possible helps you get there and helps that expand and grow and i'll stop with that so you can actually ask a second question because i feel like i just keep pre-answering questions because we know each other so well (laughs) (laughs) What you should really do is you should talk to Anna because she is an amazing, fabulous, fantastic trauma coach and healing coach. And um, even me, after everything that I knew on my own and everything that I did over the last 10 years to get where I am today, to go from Mary Kay lady salesing my way (laughs) into a new business to now I have a beautiful brand design company and I sell six figure brand packages and work with amazing clients and travel all over the world to do so. So even though I got to those various levels, I still met Anna and knew she had something incredible to give me to unlock what felt like it was missing, which was even with that success inside, I was still somewhat anxious and often feeling frantic or feeling like I came so far but I know there's still more why can't I unlock it
0: I didn't <laughs> pay I didn't pay show for this by the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is a free promo this is true <laughs> but it's true even like even if you think you you've checked all the success boxes look inside and and how do you actually feel right as you're falling asleep at night or how do you feel first thing when you wake up in the morning is it anxious thoughts and you have to rein them in before you can get about your day and if so there's there's another level and it's the best one where you go from just being successful on the outside to actually happy on the inside and as much as you would think that I would have already been that with this revolution about choosing joy all of these years ago it still flickers there's still new levels there's still new like things to unlock and so don't be ashamed or afraid to get help no matter how far you think you should have already come because what happened to you was 10 years ago or 20 or 30 years ago it doesn't matter how far like you think it should never impact your life ever again oftentimes it's still there and you have overcome and you've made huge strides and those are not irrelevant and they're not being undone. There's simply more expansion for you. And in getting to that more expansion, you also have to continue to heal the, the wounds that remain.
0: I love it, Johanna. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And you know, it's a work in progress, you never stop healing. You never stop growing. You never stop, <laughs> you know, um, achieving new things because the life is moving. And so we need to keep moving with this. And, you know, so many people are looking for the results. So many people are waiting when the future fi- uh, finally comes and then, and then they're going to be happy. And then they're gonna enjoy the life, and then they will accomplish whatever they want, you know, and feel fulfilled. But in uh, in some interview, you was you was telling the story that when you were feeling really down and scary and afraid during your healing process, and you would just jump on a horse and go for a ride and feel how you are right now right here in this moment Mm -hmm. and you you didn't think about anything else and we quite often we forget that life is about being right here right now would you share with us when you have some downside time uh, or moments how do you go through those moments
1: uh, well, my methods haven't changed much over the years. <laughs> now I go to the barn and I ride my horse, Romeo. And <laughs> and um, the the things that have changed is where I used to get frustrated at spirit for not being the horse that I dreamed of. Now I just go and I ride the horse I have and I'm so grateful for it. And I take time to feel the sunshine on my face and um anna is right like that was absolutely the best therapy i ever had i i dealt with so much of this on my own i had support from from family but my my only background in anything about mindset was faith which was clearly a powerful foundation and mm-hmm. it did get me to healing and thriving and living a wonderful life but since since then i've discovered so many more resources for for additional support and so much more of the world of the mindset has been unlocked and it's just confirming everything that I learned along the way um but when I when I was in the thick of it and my body felt broken and my head would hurt to the point of inability to focus on any thought I would just go out to my barn grab my horse jump on her back and start tearing around the field and she was gracious to (laughs) allow this without much warm-up because she i think she knew too and
0: they can feel it they they can feel humans right the horse is is so powerful uh, when you go through any healing process or trauma
1: yeah they're extremely empathetic and while she was a jerk for a lot of her life in those <laughs> moments she was an angel and she I would just run and like just the movement of the horse and just the feeling of the sun and the thunder of her hopes and it takes so much concentration to ride the horse that I couldn't think about how much my head was hurting or how I might die tomorrow or there was nothing but that moment and for those 20 minutes, 30 minutes, everything was right with the world and I didn't worry about tomorrow. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, that was the only place I knew I could get away from my own thoughts and from the pain for a moment. The hopes <laughs> thundering will cover up a pounding skull <laughs> for a little bit. But now, like thanks to the different coaches I've had and mentors, and I, as I've learned more, I realized just how powerful it was that I tapped into that organically that being in the moment and not worrying about the future. And, you know, people say, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And don't don't be anxious. Worry is paying tax on something that hasn't happened yet. Like they say all those things and we know it, but actually following through on that is not as easy as it seems mm-hmm. because it, it's like a little worm in our brain and it just keeps going unless we get intentional about, silencing it and the way to do that is to just pause and be here right now find something that you can delight in no matter what you might you might not ride horse but maybe you can go for a walk and go outside or maybe you only have three seconds as you're walking from your work to your car but the sun hits your face stop right there soak it in just in that moment be there. Or maybe you live close to a beach if you're lucky. (laughs) And you can go walk and listen to the waves roar and feel the sand squish between your toes. And don't think about not thinking. Just focus on like what you love about that moment. And that is where the fear starts to simmer down and the healing starts to overcome it. And sometimes it's as simple as that. Like People tell me all the time, Johanna, you're oversimplifying it. You can't just choose joy. Like, sure, sure, sure. You did this brain tumor thing, but what about someone in world poverty? Or what about someone, some woman who's just been raped? Or what about something like that? Like, there's no way that she can choose joy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at one who did. <laughs> <laughs> and the powerful thing is that sometimes people hold out on choosing joy because they feel like it would somehow absolve the bad person or the situation of its awfulness and they don't want to forgive that that they want to like stay miserable or sad or angry because it makes them feel like their stance the world that that was not okay what happened to them was not okay you choosing to be joyful is just for you it is it is the antidote to that uncertainty that swirls when covid shuts the whole world down <laughs> i got a headphone going on here <laughs> it's the it's the antidote to the uncertainty that happens when the biggest bank in california goes bankrupt mm-hmm. it's the antidote to the uncertainty that happens when you hear you know russia and china are rallying troops because when you know that You can choose joy no matter what happens. What is
0: going on around you. Mm -hmm.
1: None of that needs to rock your world anymore. And then you can serve whatever happens from a much more powerful place. You will not be an ostrich with your head in the sand, like ignoring (laughs) the world. Instead, you will be this like happy, healthy, whole and healed beacon of light that can do so much for the world so much more for the world than if you had given into the fear and the panic like like everyone else
0: this is so true and i'm so i'm so proud of you i'm so i'm so proud to see what you have achieved in in 10 years time would you tell us a little bit more how do you help people to create uh even bigger impact in this world
1: sure we will jump will jump topic straight to <laughs> branding because that is what I do it's what I love and it's it's the seed that came out of this healing journey which was when I had this happen and then I quit my job and I said no more I'm not going to live silent anymore I'm not going to be invisible anymore I'm not going to uh hide from my potential anymore I leaned into one of the strengths I already had, which was design. And I decided to expand it and say, how can I add so much more value to the people that I could work with through this gift that I already have been given? And I asked them and they said, which is a fun pro tip, like if you don't know how to add more value, sometimes you can just ask people, ask your clients, like, what do you wish you had more of in a coaching relationship, in a branding relationship, in a something like that. So I did. And they said, Well, you do beautiful work. But we don't know what we don't know. And we need an expert. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was simply letting them come to me tell me what they wanted things to say, what they wanted me to put on their poster on their flyer on their signage on their whatever I was doing at that time. And, and I was leaving it up to them. And then I would design monkey it and make it really pretty. Mm -hmm. That was only adding like one fifth of the value that I actually could to a brand. And so I went and I took courses and on messaging and learned so much about why a brand should look like it does. And it it's because there's a story to tell. And Mm -hmm. that story is about you And how you solve your client's problems better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. But more than being about you, it's really about your client and what is holding them back from their most epic life. And so I learned about telling that story and I created a process I call content mining, um, digging for the gold and the diamonds that are already within you. Like, Like you said, you had so much to talk about you have so many areas of strength, you had so much to say, but having too much to say, so much to offer can be just mm-hmm. as confusing and scare away just as many people as not knowing what to say at all.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was not- completely lost. I was completely <laughs> confused. I didn't know what is my, what is my niche actually? <laughs> For
1: niche. And, and so we like, that's the specific answer to that question is we dig into what makes you unique because that is really what draws your most ideal clients wanting to work with you and not just what makes you unique, but how have you been there and and lived through and excelled in and thrived through what they are currently going through? And that is what will help them relate. And what is the core distilled down of everything that you're trying to say because a lot of times it comes down to one main like theme and that theme can become your niche. It doesn't necessarily mean your niche has to be 90-year-old women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> although <laughs> although demographics are important, but it's more about what is a group of people going through that you are perfectly positioned to serve. And so that is what we did. We distilled down to the truth of the matter which is that you not only help with trauma recovery but so much more beyond that which is what people who are experiencing trauma like they want to think about the life that happens after they want to believe when i had a brain tumor i needed to believe that there was life for me after this and that it was amazing and that it that it could be full of you know exciting expansion and joy not just survival and so you take them beyond just surviving into truly thriving and more importantly you help them find the areas where they may have it all on the surface but on the inside like you and i have experienced in the past they still feel that tangled mess of anxious knots and like why why can't i why can't i be happy i have it all literally like why mm-hmm. and and what's it worth if i'm not actually happy and so you help them find that true healing and happiness on the inside so that they can be successful inside and out that's how
0: that's how my new podcast was born
1: anna and i strolled through the streets of playa del carmen mexico swinging our shopping bags licking our gelatos and talking about what what she really brings to the world, which is helping people become as happy and successful on the inside as they look on the outside.
0: You've made the whole process. So being (laughs) so easy and so much fun.
1: (laughs) It was a blast. I love traveling to you. And, and that is like to close that answer, which was, I answered the first part, which was kind of how I do it. Um, We go way beyond messaging now because I, I listened to my clients all those years ago when they said, we need an expert. Mm -hmm. And so I focus on big picture branding um, from messaging through visuals, through personal branding, personal branding photos, and custom websites, and and then the implementation of your brand beyond that. So I span a lot. But the reason that I care so much about that is because I don't want to just give people a logo and send them on their way. Mm -hmm. What I really care about is taking people who are like me, who know inside that they are capable of so much more, but they're not reaching it. Taking people who say, I have so much to say. The world is full of content that is so much fluff, and I have something so genuine to offer, but no one knows about it. Why? Mm -hmm. Or taking people who are quite, quite successful already. and. And they they have a brand, but when they look at it, when they look at their website, the first thing they think is, "Ugh, this does not actually represent the badassery that is me. It, mm-hmm. it looks clinical. It looks, um, maybe it even looks good, but it's not me. And in order to show up in the world as my highest value self, it needs to see me. And so, what I really do is I help them capture their uniqueness and present it to the world in in a way that that the that their most ideal clients can resonate can understand and and can be magnetized and drawn to um it It's like yeah, it's not just about being pretty. It's not just about being smooth. (laughs) It's all those things. It's all the technical underneath things as well. But really, it's about about creating your brand by design instead of letting it happen to you over the years by default. Mm -hmm. Because a a brand, really, if you boil it down, a brand is what people think of you. A brand is what, what the world thinks of you. A brand is what ideal customers think of you. And those perceptions are happening whether you do them or not.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they're either happening by default or they're happening on purpose by design. So I I help my customers create excellence by design.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for sharing, Johanna. What is the biggest lesson you've learned from your brain tumor?
1: Well, aside from learning to choose joy um as the antidote to uncertainty, which I feel like was a pretty big one. Um probably the other biggest lesson would be that what you believe matters, but what you do about what you believe matters way more. So picking that plan of action and following through on it. And there can be so many different ways oftentimes to succeed at at what you're going for. But if you don't believe in the process you're doing, it won't work for you anyway. <laughs> so faith worked because I believed in it and I applied it. Mm-hmm. I actually then changed my thinking. I changed my speech. I changed the way I told people. I didn't claim the tumor. I didn't own that story. I rewrote my ending. And I did so many like different physical and verbal and mental things to do something about what I believed. And and that is, it's the same thing with your business. And that's why I'm so passionate about branding. It's like so many people say that they have something amazing to offer to the world. But when (laughs) you go see what they're doing about it or how they're showing up online, they're showing up like someone who is timid, is afraid, is cluttered, is, you know, A commodity is like they're showing up as someone who looks the same as everyone else Mm -hmm. not as the shining diamond that they're telling me that they are or that they're trying to tell the world that they are and so I love taking someone who's really good at what they do and Mm -hmm. finally making them look as good as they are so that they can be as delightfully expensive as they deserve to be but also because then it's it's a chance for them to finally do something about what they believe, show up as the person that they believe they are or that they believe they can be.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Johanna. What is your most favorite quote and why?
1: I actually think one of my favorites, um, I don't know the origin, but it um, I first saw it in a movie called Princess Diaries that I loved as a kid. <laughs> and. Uh, it basically says that courage is not the opposite of fear, but rather the belief that something else is more important than fear. Mm. So it's not that you either have fear or you are courageous. Courage <laughs> is literally having the fear and choosing that something else is much more important than listening to it. Mm. And and choosing to take action despite the fear.
0: And you are a perfect example of
1: (laughs) what are you saying?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Johanna, where people can find you?
1: If they just want to get to know me and hang out, they can follow me on social media. Instagram and Facebook is both at Designed by Joe Studio. And Joe is just J-O. Mm-hmm. And then they can visit my website, which is designed by and request a consult at any time if they have any questions about how they're showing up in the world and how they can have their podcast cover look as good as your <laughs> podcast cover <laughs> and I would love to talk to them also, we have to put in the disclaimer that Anna's website is not done by design by joe it is coming we are going to be working on her brand but if they go check it out now they will see that anna like much of us is still a work in progress
0: that's a very that's a very very important point
1: (laughs) because they're not going to believe anything we talked about today
0: johanna thank you so much Uh, what a thrill to have you on my podcast happy on the inside thank you so much for everything you've shared today it was very powerful and very very inspiring before we go do you have any concluding thoughts
1: just that i want to thank you for embodying what you teach That is what drew me to you in the first place. That's what made me know one, I had to have you for a client, and two, then I had to work with you because when you are in Anna's presence, she is just she glows with something different. I got to be you know around her on Zoom, and I could not figure out why I always felt somehow so loved when I'd get off a Zoom call. But then, better, we planned a random trip to Disney. This is actually the power of manifesting. That could be another episode. We managed to manifest um somewhere interrupting their world travels and my husband and I's world travels got ourselves all the Disney (laughs) for an epic trip. And when we were there, I have never felt this way, but she was magnetic. I just wanted to walk right next to her, lean up against her, somehow hope that would rub off on me. (laughs) And I couldn't play (laughs) it it, it finally did in mexico but i i couldn't put a name on it but i now i know after working with you that really is that happiness on the inside that joy like you you live what you talk about and i am so grateful i feel there's only smaller and smaller handfuls of people in the world who truly do that especially in the coaching industry and you do you you are happy on the inside and it just bubbles out of you it overflows and we can't get enough of it so thank you for being that like people are gonna love this podcast because it is genuine
0: thank you so much thank you i love you
1: i love you too thanks for having me back
0: ladies and gentlemen johanna white Thank you so much for joining us today. I would really love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. What did you like and what would you love to hear more about? For more information about my story and my work, go to my website at annaditchburn.com, where you can also download for free my seven secrets that I've learned about being happy from the inside out. So thank you so much. and. We will see you next time. Bye for now.